We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to us is making the jokes. I think I might have IBS. <laughs> There were fewer stories for me to write about teams behind the scenes. Now with Rob Ryan, that's essential as return because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey at 50. It's very George Costanza-ish. Oh, he did. I didn't he say he had a house in the Hampton. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. Uh, my wife is totally outraged. And she's outraged. And I know this is a Saints podcast, but uh, Juge, I've never seen a person melt down like that during a preseason football game. Uh, how? What's your worst meltdown you've ever had during a Saints preseason game? You know, I think I'm pretty good about staying level-headed about preseason. Uh, I mean, maybe when I was a kid, you know, I cried after a preseason <laughs> loss or something, but um, I mean, I, I've, I've had some epic regular season meltdowns. I mean, back when I was in college and I was basically drinking to blackout point on, you know, on every weekend for sure. And even during the week at times, um, there, there were some, you know, incredible meltdowns that I'm not proud of, but, you know, I, I've been able to hone my anger and get that under control <laughs> for the most part. But, uh, you know, preseason, I, I don't think I've ever really had one that bad, to be honest. I mean, I, I still just think it's a total throwaway, and you really, you really can't take anything other than maybe the first two quarters, if that. And that's really all you should be watching. I mean, you re- really, truly, you should be. Even for Saints fans, I almost feel this way. I mean, you want to see the backups because you want to see who makes the team, but you should almost be turning off the TV at halftime. Dave, what's have you epically melted down during a preseason game? No, not during a preseason game. That would be a complete waste of effort. Uh, <clears throat> you know, like like Andrew said, uh, you know, regular season games or playoff games even more so have definitely gotten me uh, heated. But uh, there's really nothing to get upset about over a preseason game. So tell, you, tell your wife just to <laughs> calm down a little bit. There'll be 16 regular season games for her to get fucking pissed about. Well, she <laughs> hates Tannehill. Well, that's that's a shame because she's stuck with him for about at least a year. <laughs> she hates Tannehill. So, so anything he does. Do you really that... pronounce it Tannehill? What? Wait, what's that? Do you really pronounce it Tannehill? Is that how it's? Is that what is it? No. 
What is, is it? it ha- <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, Al Michaels, Nolans. <laughs> well, whatever. Fuck him. He's terrible. He doesn't deserve right pr- from this. Tulane. I think it's Tannehill, not Tanny. Tannehill. I mean, it's funnier if you say Tannehill, so just continue doing it. So I melted down during a preseason game once and went under Mora. They gave up, I think, 56 in a preseason game. (laughs) And I was like, this fucking blows. They're done. This season's a fucking dumpster fire. But when you give up 56 in a preseason game, Kevin, to be fair, 56 in a preseason game is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I, I... I wish I could tell. I wish I had a solid answer, uh, but I don't. So <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, look, you guys know me. I'm sure it's a safe bet that I've melted down over a preseason game at least five or six times <laughs> in my life. So w- when when did this happen? I don't know, but I know for a fact it did. You so know, it's a safe bet. I'm sure I've melted down over that. You know, I can remember – I don't know if you classify it as a, me- a meltdown of anger, but it was a combination of anger and sadness. But it was Hazlitt's first year. The Saints, they I want to say they had four starters get injured. I know Cam Cleland ruptured Achilles. Steve Israel broke his leg. Rob Kelly tore up a knee. And somebody else got injured all in like the first ten plays. And I was like, God hates the Saints. I hate the Saints. I hate football. This sucks. That was pretty. I mean, that was pretty extent. Like, like that's a, that's another specific. Like, I don't know if you call it meltdown. It was just like infinite sadness and like put on the cure. Heavily <laughs> the cure. Or, uh, I, will, I will say this: the the risk of meltdown mode very early in the season, as in week one, is very high this year. They play well, the Falcons at home, and it's. If they get dump trucked by the Falcons, I mean, if the Falcons come into New Orleans and they can't tackle Steven Jackson and he runs for 200 yards and Matty Ice just tears up, you know, the Saints' death secondary and Breeze has another one of his, like, four-pick games against the five-pick games with no touchdown pass. I mean, if it's that bad and the Saints lose 56-17, to 17, um, then I, I might be throwing in the towel early this year well, I mean, that that could warrant especially since i'm flying down i'm going to be at the game that has high explosive potential well that washington game was pretty shitty and we both went in for that yeah last year but yeah, dave the preseason what what's the level of i don't want to say expectations what are you looking for as far as what matters because i feel like last year there were clues that the saints defense was going to blow <laughs> because Blaine Gabbert went 13 to 16. Blaine Gabbert can't go 13 for 16 against air. He did it against the Saints in the preseason and threw two touchdowns and looked like an NFL quarterback. That should have been like a blinking red light of oh shit, this defense is going to suck. But we kind of ignore. I don't think Blaine Gabbert has ever gone 13 for 16 in a walkthrough. <laughs> but <laughs> but we but Dave we kind of ignored it and we're like ah oh, it won't be that bad. So like do we do you have expectations of this defense better show me something? In the preseason, don't have to be, but just something that shows that it's going to be better. Are you, are you having those expectations? Yeah, I have some expectations. I mean, obviously the final score doesn't matter, and and it doesn't really matter so much. Like Andrew said, what happens later in the game? I mean, for this first preseason game, I would expect the the starters to play 
the first quarter, if that. Um, so, um, but as far as the defense is concerned, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for signs of a little more aggressive play. Um, you know, maybe a turnover would be nice or, uh, or maybe a little bit better in the tackling department. But again, this is the first preseason game. So, you know, it takes a little while for all the players to get their feet under them. So, you know, regardless of what happens, it's definitely not time to hit the panic button or anything, but, uh, you know, it's just like at the scrimmage, I, I would say you, you could, you, you need to be watching this preseason game against the chiefs, just as you would watch the team, uh, scrimmage against themselves, uh, like they did this past weekend. I mean, you're just looking for, um, individual play, um, good quality play from certain individual. The NBA finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, and just overall, uh, I would just like to see, you know, some a little bit of aggressiveness, a little bit more aggressive than they were last season. Kevin, this this preseason, you know, the reports we're getting out of the scrimmages and stuff is that uh, Kenny Vaccaro, he's kind of an asshole, but I mean that in an affectionate way in that he's picking fights with Jimmy Graham, he's tackling too hard, he's getting yelled at by Drew Brees. Is his sort of... Uh, attitude of I'm going to be a bad guy isn't that kind of like exactly what the Saints defense needs fuck yes <laughs> well he answered it for me yes <laughs> <laughs> and he said and he said it just the way I would too uh this isn't it's like you know it's one thing it's one thing for the coach to uh for, for the coach to run around and, and have that sort of weird swagger and bravado that makes you, you know, cock your head sideways and wonder if the coach has been drinking something. But as long as he doesn't look, as long as he doesn't become, uh, Oh shit. What's his name? He plays for the Rams. Now it's like right on the tip of my tongue. He was the shithead who played for Tennessee for so many years. Uh, Oh, I got his name on my head. <laughs> he picked the fight with Andre Johnson. Oh, uh, you know who I'm talking Portland, about? Yeah. Cortland, Cortland Finnegan, the shithead, right. As long as he doesn't turn into that guy, I'm fine. Be be the, be the Jeremy Finnegan. Shockey of defensive players, and you got a fan for life. 
be be brash, be be a little bit, you know, be a little bit over the top. You know, you want to be a little theatrical? Okay, fine. Just one, one, produce, and two, don't be completely over the top and obnoxious. Let the let the other fucking fans say you're obnoxious. I don't give a shit. Just knock down passes, knock guys on their asses, and you know, help the defense win. That's it. You know, if if the opponents' fans are are think you're obnoxious, then you, then you're doing something right. Well, Dave, what on a scale of like one to ten, what do you think the odds of Kenny Vaccaro being like the most despised saint in a generation are? <laughs> Uh, at this point, the, dis- despised despised by Saints fans or despised by no, everybody else? No, everybody else. Oh, I would say right now, ch- chances are looking pretty good. I would say about seven or eight. Um, and honestly, I, I, like you said, I think that's exactly what they need. So I'm I'm totally okay with that. I know, I just, I'll, I'll I know love this them. much. The rest of the players on the defense are very well liked by the rest of the league. <laughs> and yeah. what we want is that Pete Prisco column about Kenny Vaccaro being – uh, the devil incarnate, like week three. That's what you. That's as a Saints fan, that's what you want because that means he's he's causing tr- issues and trouble. And uh, you know, you want him to be a topic on PTI about being dirty. Um, right. I mean, that's you, what, you know, Ralph. One thing you know, when you ask Dave that question, what it makes me think of is last year. I don't know if you remember this, but the you mentioned that Redskins game. The Saints played RG three. The next, the next week, the Rams absolutely ate his lunch. Were hitting him after the play. They were knocking him once he was out of bounds. I mean, they they were playing dirty, and they were they were hitting him. And 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 after the game, I remember RG3 kind of had this whining. Um, you know, they had lost. The Rams had won the game, and he said, you know, uh, that that defense is dirty, and you know, they just they just weren't very respectful, and they weren't very classy, and I didn't appreciate it. And and uh, he, he he mentioned the Saints, and he said, you know, in comparison, the Saints. Were, were really classy and 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 that that was as a Saints fan that was like the worst thing I could have ever heard because it was just in my mind like even though he was paying them a compliment it was like on the heels of him torching us and it just it was just this reminder that great the Saints don't have anyone that's going to knock him in the mouth and make him feel sorry and look I, I've long said this the, the best players Lawrence Taylor me and Joe Green I mean, those guys were grabbing a fistful of dirt and throwing it in the, in the offensive lineman's eyes. I mean, they were doing anything they could to get ahead. And those guys were animals. And so that, that's what this defense, as far as I'm concerned, sorely needs. So he's an asshole, and he's hitting people after the play, and, and we have a Rodney Harrison on our hands, um, then I'm all for it. I, ho- I, hope, I hope he's half as bad as they're making it out to be. Well, classy, I mean, is a synonym, classy is a synonym for lay down like a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think if I do a new intro, I think Dave's got his uh, – I think Dave just got his sound bite. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin um, the Saints signed Steve Breston today from the Arizona Cardinals. That's the best name in the world. <laughs> This opens up the fantasy name possibility of breast implants for Saints fans. It, it, yeah. uh, until, he, until he gets until he gets cut. Right. Well, well but Kevin, Kevin, with with Col- Colston came back to practice today, but with Joe Morgan being hurt and maybe the the maybe the wide receivers not being as well, um, should we be more? Should, what does this tell us about the the wide receiver situation for the Saints? You think? Honestly, uh, if I may, uh, if I may 
borrow a phrase from Charles Dickens, it was the breast of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> well I've played. had that ball well, in the chamber well since I heard he was signed, folks. And I just <laughs> shot it. Bang, bang. <laughs> Let's see how many breast funds we can get away with in this show. That's a golf clap right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well played, Kevin. Well played. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean. If you were Costanza, you'd leave right now. <laughs> go out go out high <laughs> uh yeah that's all i got <laughs> that's really all i had i loaded my gun i lo- I, lo- I loaded the gun and it turns out it was the shotgun with one round and that was it Wait, I, I mean i could take this question because i i wrote about this this morning and i mean did. i, I I was kind of surprised. I mean, obviously, the Steve Weston signing, I mean, this shit just came out of nowhere. I mean, first they tell us that they're bringing in Lauren Robinson for a look, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we signed uh, Steve Weston. Uh, but, I, I, I mean, I just don't get it. I, I really I, – I, with with Colson out on pop, and I, I mean, I would expect him to be back, but, of course, we don't know. And Joe Morgan getting injured during the black and gold scrimmage. You know, even with those two injuries, the Saints still have 10 wide receivers. I mean, first of all, how many wide receivers do they need? You know, people are saying, oh, he's a camp body, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, they have 10 other bodies. I mean, they don't how many bodies do they need. Um, And then my other gripe with it is just like signing any receiver. I mean, especially an older veteran just sort of to me goes against everything that we have been hearing and reading from training camp thus far. I mean, we keep hearing how well Andy Tanner's doing. We keep hearing how well Salim Hakeem is doing. Uh, we keep hearing how well, uh, you know, we hear things about Chris Givens or some of the other guys. And it's just like, well, if all these guys are doing so well, why not just just give them the extra snaps and give them the extra reps, let them get better acquainted, let them mature a little bit, and let them show what they've got. I don't understand why we're bringing in somebody else uh, who's probably not really going to be too much of a difference maker when you've got a bunch of young guys that are ready to step up. And like I said, it's like what happened to the whole next man up philosophy? We always hear about next man up. Well, why isn't why isn't it next man up for the wide receivers? Why, why is it? Why do they have to go outside of the team and look for somebody else? I mean, I just it, it, to me it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I really wish they wouldn't have done that. I mean, I mean if they're looking to sign a guy, if they're looking to fill some roster space, go out and find a goddamn left tackle. Let's get some. <laughs> at left tackle. We don't need that much competition at wide receiver. You've already well, got Nick and Kenny Stills, Andy Tanner. I mean, all these guys who are doing so well. Uh, and I mean, at, at left tackle, you have Charles Brown. I mean, like, like, <laughs> let's, let's, I mean come on. I mean, what the hell? I, well, I really don't get it. Well, Andrew, that brings me to my next question. In the, in the scrimmage, Junior, Junior Gallette looked really good. So does that mean the pass rush is good or does the offensive line suck? Well, that's the that's the age-old question, you know, and, and that's why I hate the black and gold scrimmage because it's it's a total catch-22. If the offense does well, your defense it's like, uh, is, uh, do they suck? Or and then if the defense plays well, it's like, what's wrong with the offense? So it, you know, it's it's no matter what, if somebody does well, you're immediately second-guessing yourself uh, with the guy on the other side of the ball, thinking, was it him making mistakes or was it the other side? But you know, I, I think uh, no, I, I think you've got to be encouraged by Junior Gallette and by his performance. Now he roasted the left tackle both times on a sack, so you know then left tackle is the biggest question mark right now. So that that's right. that, that that's definitely concerning. But but look, even even if left tackle ends up being a big question mark for the Saints, 
Um, they can go into games and, and game plan. They can they can do certain things. They can double team. They can ship with the running back. So there, there's there's different scheme things they can do to mask uh, left tackle um, being kind of a question mark. But I think Charles Brown will be okay. But um, just going back to Stevie Breston real quick, I love the signing. I think he is you know he's a fantastic receiver from 2008 to 2011. He's a total pro in the league. He's an established receiver, a guy that's definitely better um, than Robinson. Yeah, definitely better than Robinson. You know, I, I read – well, first of all, Colston just got back from the PUP today, so he's he's hopefully healthy. I mean, he's back practicing today. It was his first day. But I think this signing maybe hints that maybe Joe Morgan is more injured than we think. Um, yeah, you know, they're getting he, a second opinion on him. They're getting a second opinion. He sat out two years ago with a knee injury for the year. He went on IR with a serious knee injury two years ago. And if he's got an injury to his knee again, um, that makes you worry that, you know, maybe this is a long-term thing. And if Joe Morgan's out for the year um, or for any length of time, um, then that's probably why Reston was brought along. And, and look, they signed him to a one-year deal. I'm assuming it's for the minimum. And, I, I just view this as one of these things where they're adding better in, comp- better in competition. And I told you, Ralph, all, all along, I mean, you can look back, I mean, 15 podcasts ago, I told you that I, I kind of envisioned them at some point in the middle of camp bringing, bringing a veteran receiver um, because I, I just think they've got too many young guys. You know, Toon and Stills and, and Morgan and, those guys, and those guys are all Tanner. They're they're not established, and and I just think it's good to bring a veteran player in there that knows what he's doing, that's going to run good routes, that's going to catch well, and he's going to push these young guys. And look, if this makes the young guys better, and they feel like at the end of training camp they can cut Breston because they feel good about their young guys, then that's a real positive thing. And then I think you feel really good about the guys they've earned it. Um, but on the flip side, if those guys aren't stepping up, and on top of that you're losing Joe Morgan for any length of time. Um, there's a good chance that they'll end up feeling pretty glad that they signed Breston. Now, the big question with Breston is his health, and he's got some knee issues himself. So that's going to be the big thing with him, and that's what hampered him last year. But if he's healthy, um, he is a nice addition to this offense. Well, he, he compares to me. I mean, remember when they signed David Patton? I mean, That's David Patton, call. he was with New yep. England. He won a Super Bowl, and then, yep. he, and then he went to Tennessee, and he had, he had a, like a two- or three-year stretch where he was injured all the time. Came to the Saints for nothing, and I think he had a thousand yards or just lo- below it. Yeah, now, that's a great it, call. it didn't last. Yeah. It was just no. one good year, but that's all if we care get, about. If they get, yeah, if they get patent produ- patent like production out of Steve Breston, then I, I would say it's a brilliant signing. So yeah, another veteran is a Willie Jackson. You know, oh. kind of reminds me of a Willie Jackson type signing. Yeah, that's that's going a that's a that's a long ways ago. But uh, that was Willie, a good pickup, though. It was. I mean, he had and Willie Jackson will will live in the hearts of Saints every Saints fans everywhere because you know he had the three touchdown playoff game. Of course, now that I've said that, he'll probably end up being a Jake Reed. <laughs> oh, Jake <laughs> Reed! I was so excited for that signing too. Herman Moore. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, oh, how I'm gonna how you guys are talking about? What we're talking about, like random. early nineties. Saints. Late, like early nineties, yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. Um, we're Ke- old. We we are. Kevin, I'm as old as you are, I just wasn't following the Saints yeah. back then. <laughs> Lucky you, because <laughs> the ninety six. No, I got I got him while the getting's good. Yeah. 
Um, Impeccable timing, Dave. Yeah, it's, I'm, if only I could play the market like that. Uh, Kevin, um, Drew, Maj, Drew McGarry wrote his um, "Why Your Team Sucks," and he does it for yes. every. He does it I for. I love those. He does it for every team. Oh, he uh, finally got to the Saints. Yeah, he yeah, got to the Saints today. today. Um, it was very good. It Ooh, was. I got some read now. It was pretty. Oh. It was pretty damn good. Um, but the thing I like, is, I like what he had to say about the running backs. I thought, I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. I thought that was the best part. <laughs> we, they want, you know, they want to have 12 running backs run for 1,600 yards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but Kevin, the one thing I wanted to to talk about besides um, besides Rob Ryan was Drew Ma- Drew McGarry sort of incomp. He he represents sort of the average NFL fan from other cities that like, oh, the Saints did all this bounty shit and they're super arrogant and they're kind of crazy. Um, do you think uh, – do you think other other teams and, and is – ah, shit, this question. Is the – I'm such a good host. Uh, is – how long are we going to have to deal with bounty shit being mentioned every single week? Well, oh, the bounty shit will be mentioned by the media a couple of times. They'll they'll and it'll be mentioned by media types like Pete Prisco on the regular. You, you uh, pronounce and, so and wrong. You're, and you're uh, the the future uh, the future captain of the Bleacher Report softball team, Mike no, Freeman. God. Uh, you know, folks. You, you know, nice high quality folks like that. And I'm sure some fan bases will mention shit like that. But, but the, the the average fans will mention the the average fans that I keep encountering are the ones that keep mentioning shit like Katrina rebuilding, Katrina redemption. That's all I fucking hear. Blah blah blah. And then they just harp on that shit again and again. And it's like, wait a minute, the guy, the fucking Saints fans, we ain't, we don't talk about that shit. That's your that's the Al Michaelses and Bob Costases of the world. That keep pounding that, that keep fucking that chicken into the ground. So it's either we're going to hear the bounty shit or we're going to hear Katrina redemption stories, redux, and how the team is, the team personally rebuilt the city by hand and over the top shenanigan nonsense from, from people. And the sad thing is that, for Christ's sake, man, you, we had a coach raid a fucking medicine cabinet for painkillers. <laughs> We hired fucking Rob Ryan. I mean, fuck, man. Right there. Right fucking there. I mean, it's like it's like Drew Drew McGarry got all the fun stuff. He got the fun stuff. Like I'm parsing it not right now. And it's and it's like you're right. To a, to a degree, having Drew Brees as your quarterback means every possession either ends in a touchdown or a horrific interception that Drew Brees is somehow never blamed for. And I was going to get to that next. Right. And then it's like when Drew Brees throws a pick, Saints fans are all like, gumbo, gumbo, Breezes can't do it all himself. Gumbo, gumbo, po' boy, Zydeco, police corruption. And it's great. That's 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 kind of how it is. He that's really kind of how it is. It. It's fucking hysterical because we're we're fucking like that. <laughs> we're like that. It's it's hilarious because he gets it's true. it. It's funny he's, he's, it's true. He one hundred percent nails it, and at the same time, it's like, fuck, you can't be mad at it. I mean, what are you gonna do? Get pissy? Get pissy and be like, what is you know? No, he fucking knows it. He calls it. Re- he he's got it. And the reason that it's funny and he's correct. Is because he he fucking pegs everybody. 
he fucking pegs everybody. You get you get other schmucks, you know, like pick your average, you know, pick your average Atlanta Falcon fan, uh, you know, from under, you know, under the uh, under the overpass at a I, I don't know, whatever the hell they're uh public transport their public transit system is the the the, the metro or the metro or the motro or whatever the hell it is that stupid thing you know hanging out under the overpass with the uh, with the hobos you know when they try and make uh pointless saints jokes none of it rings true <laughs> it's all it's all it's all stupid it's like uh, oh i'm gonna go to atlanta fulton county stadium dude fulton county stadium's been torn down for a decade now oh really yeah, yeah, guy. The Braves don't play there anymore. They play over here. Oh, okay. Did the Braves make the playoffs last year? Yeah. Oh, I didn't go to any games. Oh, surprise. Whatever, guy. <laughs> Whatever. That's that's my impersonation of an Atlanta sports fan. Atlanta, and, and he wears a mic. We need to get an MLS team. We need to get an MLS team. Are you going to fucking get 25 people to show up to an Atlanta, to a soccer <laughs> game in Atlanta, guy? Okay? You couldn't keep a fucking NHL team there. You're having tri- – I mean, the second Michael Vick got popped, nobody wanted to go to the Falcons games anymore. It literally took the Falcons to get double-digit wins before anybody really started to give a shit again. And and guess what? Everybody's going to fucking be paying attention now because you just fucking paid Matt Ryan a buttload of cash. Congratulations, Falcon fans. Enjoy abandoning – that fucking stadium when it's just Matt Ryan throwing it to AJ Green or Julio Jones or whatever the fuck his name is. Julio Green, I don't know. <laughs> AJ Green plays for the Bengals, right? Right. I'm 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 having a I, this is one of my brain fart nights. I apologize, folks. Well, it's but okay. It, that's least... all it's gonna be. That's all it's gonna be. It's gonna be Matt Ryan throwing it to that guy because they're not gonna be able to fucking afford anybody else. And they're gonna try and wheel out uh I'm gonna try and wheel out Harry Douglas and uh and Tony Gonzalez's fifty-year-old uh, corpse to try and rejuvenate that fucking offense, and it's going to be useless. Useless. Well, Enjoy. Oh yeah. But on the plus side, they've they'll they'll have conned the city into spending a few hundred million dollars to build a whole new stadium that uh, th- that looks like a fucking goatsy pick from uh, from from the blimp. Congratulations, Atlanta. Enjoy that. Enjoy that's our, that. I don't wanna, that's, that's our that's our second see, we got the Georgia, reference of the year. We got the Georgia Tech campus, we got the Coca-Cola bottling plant, and we've got the fucking Goatsy picture for a fucking stadium. Wow. What a skyline. You see, people, that's Kevin's first rant in crystal clear stereo. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I don't wanna I don't wanna jinx anything, but this no. episode is technically, technically sound, sound and going the host right. isn't because the host isn't uh falling all over himself and dropping going calls there. and putting people on hold. Don't right. make money, fuckers. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so it's it's definitely a breath of fresh air to hear Kevin's rants, uh, you know, so clearly now in well, crisp HD. It is crisp HD. Before we get before we get to uh, Kevin's wrestling intro music bracket and try to wrap that up before the season starts, Andrew and Dave, one thing that Drew McGarry touched on about how <laughs> Drew Brees throws the interception and it's never his fault. Uh, that. Discuss if that's ever going to change because I wrote the column last year when he went to Atlanta. Hey. I was like, I was like, it's Drew Brees' fault. I love the guy, but he just drove the Saints' season off a cliff. And the amount of hate mail that I got was the most ever from a column. So is that ever is it ever going to change where people sort of 
start to blame Drew Brees when things don't go well. Yeah, I think that I think that'll happen. I mean, you're I mean, you're dead on accurate. I mean, I think all I think the, the four of us are willing to blame Drew Brees for games like the Falcons last year and the Cleveland Browns uh, in years prior. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. For the most part, Saints fans really don't like you uh, looking at Drew Brees objectively. They don't like me anyway. Not just right. Well, it's because it's because you look at Drew Brees objectively and you don't uh, and you call it like you see it. And sometimes Drew Brees can have a shitty game. Uh, so, but yeah, I think as he gets older, people will be like, you know, people will realize that he's human, and uh, you know, he'll start making dumb mistakes. I think and bad decisions. I mean, at some point, he's he's not superhuman. At some point, his his flaws are going to start showing, and it's just, he's going to start to decline. I mean, it's just that's just the way it's going to happen. Andrew, have to be. yeah, I'm with Dave. I mean, I. You know, he he's the sacred cow, obviously, and so I, I think there's always going to be division between the fan base with the, you know, Breeze apologists that'll, you know, be by his side no matter what, and then, you know, the fans that will start to turn on him. But, you know, I mean, he, he's certainly gotten himself a lot of rope, you know, between the Super Bowl win, the, the records, the performance on the field, the involvement in the community, the, the great tipping. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I think eventually, I mean, we've seen it with all all the guys. I mean, you know, God, I mean, I, I hope that at 38 he can put together a type of season like Peyton Manning did last year. I mean, that would be amazing, you know, if he's still putting up those kinds of seasons that late into his career. Um, but I, I think overall, I mean, you saw with Brett Favre, he went from a god in, in uh, Green Bay to, uh, to a goat pretty quickly, and then, you know, he had to play for another team, and, you know, you just hope that he can he can get out on a good note like an Elway, you know, and he d- doesn't leave, uh, you know, he doesn't ride it out like Marino did with the Dolphins where it was just a disaster by the end. Um, so, you know, for every great quarterback you think about, um, you know, you, you got to pick a time to retire, and it's either going to be too soon or it's too late. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that happens. But he's well, under contract for a while. I think it's, it's uh you know at some point he's going to be pretty expensive and if he's not living up to his contract since you're going to have to make well, a hard decision 37 in football outsiders they call him 37 is the age where once an elite quarterback gets to 37 pretty much anything you get past the age of 37 is gravy and unexpected you can look at Johnny Unitas and and they just start to break down and suck and that's why, to me, if I was a Patriot fan or I was a Bronco fan, I'd be really nervous because history says those two guys are at the age where it is done just like that. Um, so we'll see. But now we got to get to uh, something we've been doing all summer long, but we need, but we've been enjoying it, but we need to get wrapping it up. Kevin Held, of course, is trying to be a wrestler he's training for it we have a fund that you can go to the website and you donate so we can have crystal clear sound on the podcast and we can get kevin some mexican horse steroids so he can be ripped when he becomes a superstar (laughs) um so donate to that fund no amount is too small and horse steroids can get we can get them for really cheap um yeah ralph's still gonna fill in on how your wife feels about maltose right Exactly. Well, yeah, we do. We, we we have to do that. I might have to edit that in later, but we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> I'm looking okay. forward to that now. 
Make that happen. So let's uh, let's get to the bracket held. Uh, so start us off. All right, so we're in the the oh my god region, and this is the first time Dave's actually a part of this little crazy dance. We yeah, did. that's right. Uh, Kevin yeah. Kevin noticed. I always notice, Dave. I notice things like this. Uh, all right, so we've got the number one seed, uh, maybe the number one seed of the entire tournament, Duhast by Rammstein. Yeah, that was my pick. I, I, uh, that, I was I was going to suggest that right from the get go. Nice. Well, that, well, that, that Dave, that boing sound you heard is the sound of a boner coming from uh, Eastern Virginia, I believe, <laughs> uh, where Juge is located. Uh, and Duhast is against the number eight seed Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. Ooh, tough. So, uh, Ralph, why don't you lead us off on this one? Oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be just Duhast. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it just does. I mean, that, they're like they're like the 1990 UNLV running Rebs or whoever. They're just a <laughs> they're just a juggernaut of of it's just a juggernaut of awesomeness. And I the thing about that song is too, I feel like it was cool for a little bit of time, but it's not so overplayed that if it wins, it'll still be kind of weird and kind of strange for your intro, which is good. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I, I already I started this whole thing off. I, like I said, uh, Duhast is a good opening song. I, somebody had asked me once in our mailbag what song I would have the Saints um, come out to, and uh, if, if they were going to change it up. And, and Duhast is definitely on the list. I think it would be cool to see the Saints come out to Duhast. So if it's good <laughs> enough for the Saints, it's definitely good enough for Kevin Held. Juge, do I even have to ask? Uh, no, but you know what I like in this too. I mean, I like Personal Jesus. It's a good tune, but I kind of liken this to the late. I think this is the early '60s when the Chicago Bears played the Sammy Ball-led Washington Redskins, and Sammy Ball threw a bomb early in the game, uh, perfectly thrown ball right in the receiver's hands, dropped in the end zone. They ended up settling for a field goal on that drive. Uh, they end up losing the game, the biggest blowout in NFL history, 70-3, to 70-3. Now, the Redskins got to the championship game, so they were a good team, um, but they just – that day was a train wreck, and the Bears were just too good. So they lost 70-3, to and they asked Sammy Knight – or Sammy Ball after the game, they said, uh, you know, you, you had a drop touchdown pass late in that game. You know, do you think – early in the game, do you think – the result would have been any different if he catches that pass. And Sammy Ball had the famous quote that was, yeah, we would have lost 70 to 7. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's kind of how I feel like personal Jesus. You know, they, get, they, they got far. They were deserving to get far, but um, they just went up against a juggernaut and had no chance. All right. Well, I'll make it a uh, I'll make it a clean sweep. I'll go do host on that. So the number one seed uh, rolls through. And now we come to now we come to a mystery of sorts. We've got the number twelve seed, Iron Eagle. To, not not written by, to be written by and performed by Andrew Juge and Company. Juge is apparently promised to line up a musician uh, if this thing rolls through to the next round. Uh, however, 
they have to get past the number four seed. And this is a problem because the number four seed is when the levy breaks by Led Zeppelin. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, uh, who, who wants to, who wants to lead that one off? I'll tell you what, Dave, why don't you lead this one off? Well, I mean, I really want to see what Juge comes up with. So I feel like I got to put them through regardless. Um, that being said, I mean, that's a great song by Zeppelin. Obviously it's, it's got sort of a, uh, a mild reference to your home, of course, and Katrina, um, you know, I remember when they played that song all the time on the radio, like in November, just after Katrina. And I was like, is, is it too soon to be listening to this song? Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, <sighs> man, I'll tell you what, I might have even voted for 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 Zeppelin over Duhast uh, because I like it that much. But like I said, I really I, I, I think. I really want to see what 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 Juge can come up with. So I think I put them through underdogs. They're the Gonzaga Ralph. of this tournament. See, I'm gonna vote. <laughs> I'm gonna vote Juge because I feel like as great a song as When the Levy Breaks is, I don't think it will in be a good tone setter for Kevin going in the ring because you want weird. And what the hell's going on? And as great as that intro for when the levy breaks is, I don't think it's I don't think it I don't think it's the right music for held. And I think Iron Eagle might be the right music for held. I think when the levy breaks, I think that intro might be a little too slow. It's it's it's, it's not. I don't think the tempo of the song is is fast enough. Okay, uh, Juge. Uh... Just real quick, what happens if there's a tie? Like if it's two-two? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We, I don't know. We, we, we haven't established those ground rules yet. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna vote for Zeppelin, and I'm gonna put it on Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you prick. <laughs> in the event, I tell you, in the event of Plus, a tie, I love we'll, voting for my, against myself. I mean, in the event of a tie, we'll treat it like the papal election. We'll have to redo it. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so so you know what? We're gonna have to redo this one, and we'll come back to it. I'm gonna vote oh for when the levy breaks. Can't we just can't, yes, fuck you, Ralph. All right, all right, we got a two-two. Right, I'll, two, I'll, so... switch, I'll switch my vote. Ah, <laughs> kids, come on. <laughs> it's all right, Juge. Pressure's on you, pal. You got to come up with a fucking song. It's gonna be uh, awesome. I have this vision. Because... I, well, you you've heard the clip that I've put together so far, which is kind of a angry, demonic, drobby heavy riff um so that that was a clip i put together for you guys but i want to mix in some carnival-esque weirdness and uh, and uh so it, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be wacky i'm, I'm gonna come up with something good in there. what's that i said I'm, I'm thinking about maybe maybe a little calliope in there oh yeah <laughs> to give it that carnival uh carnival feel <laughs> yeah Okay. All right. All right. So uh, now we go to the next matchup. The 11 seed, the Reigns of Castamere by the National. Uh, the Reigns of Castamere is best known as the song that was being played during the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. 
All right. That was a great collective uh, moment of silence. Well, Thank no, you. I, I, no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. And it's going up against the number three seed, Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Jude, why don't you lead this one off? Uh, Kevin, is, remind me, is it correct that the national song was the one that I told you made me want to shit myself? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Man, this is tough because I, I feel like I've already betrayed my grunge era musical taste, which I've never grown out of, by voting against Soundgarden and knocking them out recently. Um, so to do this again against another grunge, just Bible song. I mean, Den Bones is, is, I mean, that heavy riff and that yelp by Lane Staley to, to start the song would be a great intro for Kevin. But um, there's something really weird and creepy and just not 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 very appetizing about that national song. Like you kind of feel sick. You you kind of don't feel good listening to it. You you want it to end. Um, and I just feel like Kevin could have this strut to it that would just make his opponent entirely uncomfortable. So I'm gonna go with the national song. Uh, all right, fuck it. I guess I'll vote now. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the national on this. Reigns of Castamere. Um, love Allison Chains. Love them bones. Just uh, you know, I mean, Jude just covered it. I'm I'm a child of the '90s grunge era, the whole deal. And sadly, all the grunge songs have been getting picked off one by one at a time. And you know, again, that's just. It's just the way it's got to be. This is the this is this isn't a best song tournament. This is a hey, what's going to make a great wrestling uh, theme intro song for yours truly? And Reigns of Castamere gets it on that regard. Because what am I going for? I'm going for a bad guy who comes off as kind of a uh, a madman. And if a man, if a guy comes down to the ring to some slow shit that's very uh, overbearing and and you know shadowy that's better than getting thumped over the head with uh with <laughs> with a guy screaming i yeah you know a bunch of times so i gotta go with reigns of castamere ralph uh yeah it's it's the national and i'm gonna tell you why kevin as you as you were just saying what you said i thought of a great idea in that you can have the intro during that song you can splice in Game of Thrones sound bites from Joffrey to make the crowd hate you more. <laughs> Dear God. So, and you can't do that with when you know you can't do that with Alice and Change, even though that is a great song. But it, it's got to be the national, right? Um, and I just the the and you could also have like as your women that come to the ring with you like. Uh, was it Randy Savage? Or what is it, Miss Jessica? Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. You could have two women from the Game of Thrones dressed in like the medieval fantasy garb, which is even <laughs> weirder. So it's, it's got to be the national. And I could kill them like it's the Red Wedding. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is she is she advising me to stab a pregnant woman? <laughs> she she is she is advising she's advising uh advising me about uh killing killing women no, degradation. degradation is her word uh, 
this is uh, that's is she is she is she is she invoking the name of Jesus? No, not yet, but she be, okay. she will be. Jesus Maltos. <laughs> When she does the when she does the the, the, the the rant against the Saints cutting uh the Mexican kicker. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can, yeah. This. That's... <laughs> wow, that's pretty mean. Um, so. where... I can't I can't fully hear a word she's saying, yeah, but it's just clear. It's just clear enough where you can pick out the tone and you can just tell that she's very, very mad. She just said it's kind of like when you squeeze a turd and it turd and it beads. Um, it hurts. She she's uh, she, okay. <laughs> it doesn't kill you. But it... so anyway, back to the uh, back to the wrestling. Yeah, music. that's great. The, fi- like, the final Dave, match. Dave, of, uh... are you making this unanimous, Dembo? Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I'm, I'll make it unanimous. I, I don't really, I don't know if I know the song you guys are talking about in particular. I mean, but I'm familiar with the national. Yeah, just and, yeah, uh, you, YouTube it, and you'll, you'll right. thank us later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the final one. And I don't is... watch Game of Thrones. That, uh, you don't have to. It's it's just listen to it and just tell me whether or not you think it's fucking creepy or not. It is creepy. Uh, final one is the ten seed, Holy Diver by Ooh. Rodney James Dio, versus the fifteen seed, Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Ooh. What is Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison? Oh my oh god! My god, son. Dude, okay. you're from no. New York, man. This song, no. this song had to be getting played in New York. Return I'm not saying that I, Mac. I'm not saying that I've never heard it, but uh, but I just don't necessarily know what what song oh. names go with what songs. So like, if you played it, I'm sure I would know it. Fuck me. Hang on a second. <laughs> Well, you know what? Hang on. We got a real clear ass. If we got a clear ass signal, hang on. I kind of want you to sing it. I ain't gonna fucking sing. Are you high? <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy gets like na 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 na. He gets all that. I can't do that. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm Not giving bad. it a few more seconds. I know it. Let it play. Let it breathe. Right. Hang on, you gotta you gotta feel the love. That's gotta what be the was, worst what, intro and, song what's ever. The first song? What's the first song? What's it going again? Turn that shit off. First song? And yeah, it, t- dude, you you heard this song on every fucking street corner yeah, in New York in, in the nineties, man. Yeah. The, the first song is "Holy Diver" by Dio. Oh, oh my my vote's definitely for Dio. <laughs> That sounds Lionel Richie. You want to like walk out to Lionel Richie? <laughs> you you just return to the Mac, out. man. Just all come return out to like. Uh, you could do like a little interpretive dance. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but I can I can come out dressed as Color Me Bad. Oh right. Lord. <laughs> oh not. my God. Wouldn't that be so, great? A guy. Wouldn't that be great? A white guy dress. A, a guy coming down to the ring dressed like Color Me Bad. This yeah. would have been the perfect everything. time for the for the podcast to collapse sonically. Uh, <laughs> all right, Juju, who are you voting for? 
You know what's funny though? Wait, wait. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, it's not. How, how the hell did that song get out of the first round? That's what I want to know. You clowns voted for it. I didn't. Uh, yeah, you did, because I don't think I fucking voted for it. I think I voted for the other, for the two seed. You guys voted it over the two seed. We Who, did. What was the two seed? The two seed, oh, fuck. What the hell was the two seed? The two oh. seed was something that I fucking voted for, and you guys were like, oh. No, I made, an impa- I made an impassioned pitch. <laughs> For it and it and it it sway, it swayed votes. What was the two? Hang on, wait. I got I got the old bracket right here. The two the two seed was Life in Marvelous Times by Most Def. Oh. Yeah. And you guys were like, oh, Most Def, uh, whatever. I'm gonna vote for. Uh, yeah, Hell needs to come out to Return of the Mac. That'd be great. Like he's a pimp. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we we thought it was it was a good idea at the time. Yeah, and then you and Juge high fived and were like, ha ha ha. Uh-uh. This is what happens. Addict, huh? This is what happens when I'm not involved. It is, probably Dave. You need, you're the adult in the room. Come on, Dave. Reel us back in, man. <laughs> All right. So I'm assuming then it's 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 yeah, Holy Diver. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, and 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 random fact that D, Dio has a song called "Hide in the Rainbow" also on the Iron Eagle soundtrack. Ooh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yes, Dio has a song on the Iron Eagle soundtrack. Dave is our Iron Eagle historian. And Dio, Dio is one of the best, I would say, rock replacement frontmen of all time when he replaced Ozzy with, with Black Sabbath. That was a solid, solid replacement. That, that was like a Steve Young for Joe Montana. It was. You know, and, 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 and who would be the worst? Maybe the guy from Van Halen, the third guy? Oh, God. What was that guy's name? I don't know. He was the lead singer from Extreme. That's all I know about him. Oh, my God. That was horrible. That You know what that is? That's Steve Young, the Elvis Gerbach. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Boy, that is bad. That is. Gary something. Yeah. Gary I something. He's fucking, oh, I remember Tarone the music Gary I Tarone remember Tarone the music or... video. They were in like a fucking ice palace. It was like a, it was like a giant Coors Light commercial. And it fucking felt weird watching it. Oh man, that shit. Dude's was name awful. was Gary, and he wore like he wore sunglasses inside the ice palace or something. Gary Sharon. Yes. Sharon, yeah. Yes. Man, that's <laughs> terrible. That was terrible. Yes. Yeah. That's that's just wow. That's just bad. <laughs> My wife just defended him. <laughs> okay. Are you making her, Are you making her listen to us? She just listens. She can hear what I say, so she just feels like she needs to interject. Um, no, I love her too. I love her. I love her too much to submit her, to uh, make her force her to listen to this entire podcast. Uh, so Kevin, where are we now? Uh, I mean, that's the end of that bracket. Uh, if you want to go to the other one to wrap it up, so that way we can get, so that way I can start putting these things on Canal Street Chronicles yeah, to, was, get, to get our illustrious yeah, let's, let's, readers. Let's, uh, let's, blow, let's blow through it. Yeah, let's our, do it. All right, fine. Fuck it. This is the outside interference region. Number one seed, Sinister Kid by the Black Keys against the number eight seed, Radioactive by Imagination Dragons. Hmm. I guess I'll go. I liked Radioactive the first nine thousand times I heard it. <laughs> but now I've turned against it, so so I will vote the Black Keys. 
Uh, Dave. Hmm. I don't know. I just saw I just saw the Imagination Dragon song in a commercial with LeBron, and it's kind of it's kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and it's a little it's a little kind of it's kind of popular right now, so I think it might might be a little too popular. So I'm gonna go with the Black Keys. You can never go wrong with the Black Keys. Juge, Sinister Kid. I will make it a clean sweep. Sinister Kid, great fucking song, great lyrics. That's why it's a one seed, folks. All right. Uh, now we got a very interesting matchup here that should uh, that should really get Andrew Juge's uh, lady parts going. Uh, we got the five seed. We we got the five seed, the fire by the roots featuring John Legend against the four seed. We care a lot by faith. No more. I don't even know. I think I know either of those songs. You guys better not fucking blow this. Oh God, dude, Dave. Dave. I'm just, I'm just gonna vote for whatever Juge wants. Apparently, he's, he's hard over one of these choices in particular. Yes, I, I care a lot about this. So Juge, I... nudge, nudge, governor. <laughs> All right, Ralph, you vote first. It's got to be Faith No More. It's just, I mean. I feel like that song it could go either either way. Maybe fuck. I just love that song. I'm voting that song. What do you okay. want me to say? What, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, say, say what you feel. <laughs> say what you feel. Um. Dave, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know if I know either of these songs. Not not by their names, but. You said the first one was The Roots? Yeah. I mean... Do you like them on just, Jimmy Fallon? Nah. <laughs> I mean, they're okay. I, I feel like probably uh, probably Faith No More would... would any, any Faith No More song would probably lend itself more toward uh, him, Kevin walking out on into the ring, so... Uh, <clears throat> over, over The Roots, anything The Roots have done. I'll go with Faith, faith No More. Uh, Juge. <clears throat> yeah, I've said this before, but uh, We Care A Lot has a reference to the Garbage Pail Kids, and I spent a long portion of my childhood uh, collecting Garbage Pail, garbage pail Kids pickers. And in fact, there was, there's a contest that um, you, you could draw and submit a fake or an imaginary Garbage Pail Kid for a chance to have it in the next edition. And uh, I must have sent in about 60 of drawings trying to get one of those and of course none of them ever worked but there i spent a good two years of my life with a major obsession towards the garbage <laughs> belt kids and and i love faith no more so the combination is just is a lethal force well done I, uh i will again make it a clean sweep and go faith no more as well i would say i i love uh the fire by the roots it's actually it's a it's a great great song great on the workout mix and it's great out. Great, great lyrics and everything, but for what I'm doing, if if I was going to be a good guy, I could see the fire winning it. But because I'm a bad guy, we care a lot works in a super ironic way. Like if you listen to the, you know, the, the if you listen to the lyrics, it's just so it the way the song is goes about, it's just so over the top anyway. Mm-hmm. 
So play that with a bad guy who's just sort of like disaffected and doesn't give a shit. I, I kind of feel like we care a lot as Eli Manning in the playoffs. You know, it's a dangerous floater. It is. <laughs> it's a dangerous floater that somebody fucking catches improbably and hangs onto on their fucking helmet. You know, if you don't, it's a dangerous floater if you don't flush it before the end of the regular season. It can't come back to haunt you in the playoffs. Right. All right. Uh, so now we've got the 11 seed. Oh, God. Uh, the 11 seed, Ecstasy of Gold. This is the Bandini remix. This is the hip-hop remix of the uh, Ennio Morricone. Oh, that is so good. From the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I, I could listen to this thing a couple of times a week for the rest of my life. Up against the number three seed, Sober by Tool. <laughs> hey, the decisions don't get easier the further we go. No, they don't. So, well, uh, I, I need Tool, so I'm going with the other one. Jude <laughs> <laughs> is going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> so we've got one for uh, Ecstasy of Gold. Jude, why don't you vote right now? <laughs> I mean, are you even asking me? I, I have to. I'm contractually obligated to ask you. You know my answer. All right, so we're going to pencil that down for tools. So now we've got a 1-1 uh, tie. Ralph, why don't you go? Oh, it's got to be Vendini. I mean, I like Tool. Tool, I, there's like two songs that I really like of theirs, and the rest I pretty much hate. And that's one of them that I really like. But I just feel like since you're a villain, we've got to stack this bracket with villain-type songs. And I don't think the Tool one is quite as good as this as the Bandini one, so that's my vote. I I I I love the reasoning. In fact, I agree with the reasoning. I'm also going uh, Ecstasy of Gold. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I think it's just I. Th it's like listen, you you get a bunch of you get a bunch of like older people who are in their late 40s or early 50s, or people that have their kids. You know, like little fucking nine, ten, eleven, twelve year olds, or Fucking stuffy college kids who go to the rich colleges out here who are coming down for the wrestling show. I guarantee you most of them are going to have no fucking clue what they're listening to. And the few that do are going to be expecting it to be just the theme song from the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then when you work in the hip-hop shit version of it, they're going to be pissed off at it. Why do you have to go and ruin a great song from a movie with your stupid hip-hop? Uh. So they're already going to hate me. This is perfect. This increases the odds of you getting a beer dumped on you when you're oh, walking hey, to the rim ring by about 400%. Chucks, yeah, if somebody chucks a cup of something at me, great. As long as it ain't no fucking way do 400 urine, people as long as it ain't fucking it. urine, as long as we're not in a Mexican soccer stadium, I'm okay. The wife didn't hear that, did she? No, she didn't. Okay, good. All right, so the final one. Uh-oh. He said something derogatory about Mexican soccer fans and about how they like to throw urine on people. Yes. <laughs> Is that Kevin? Yes. <laughs> Funny how she knew it was me. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is this, this the Maltes rant? I no, think, it's it's a rant yeah. about it's a rant about soccer and how it sucks, but yet defending her people, throwing urine bombs. <laughs> it's a it's a fetish. 
God. I need to buy. I need to figure out a way to plug in another microphone so you can co-host every now and again. Holy Christ! Okay. <laughs> Number. And this is the final one of this uh, this whole little project before we start putting them on Canal Street Chronicles to get the illustrious intelligentsia mm -hmm. to start voting on these things. Lord help us. Uh, we got number the seven seed, Never Let Down by Andrew W.K. Oh. Versus the number two seed, Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Jude, you vote first here. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still in the what, what was the first position one? from Tool losing. <laughs> Dave, are you okay? Yeah, what was the first song? I didn't hear it. It cut off. Andrew uh, W.K. Andrew W.K.'s... Oh, God. Andrew W.K.'s Never Let Down. This is not even close. All right, so vote. Oh, Street Fighting Man. The, Sto the Stones are my favorite band. And Andrew W.K.'s a fucking idiot, so... <laughs> hey! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm currently in the fetal position playing with... I'm in, I'm in the fetal position playing with a butter knife while whispering the words Dave Cariello after he said he hated Tool, so... <laughs> Um, based on principle alone, I'm going with Andrew WK. <laughs> now it's just getting personal between us, four, yeah. four of us. Blood feud. <laughs> Ralph, go. Oh, it's Andrew. It's Andrew WK, just because the Rolling Stones. I feel like Street Fighting. You gotta be kidding me. Street now I feel like man, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't encompass. It doesn't encompass the weirdness and. Either Kevin's going to be roided out and look really weird, or he's going to be his emaciated self like he is now. And Street Fighting Man, people are going to be like, what? They, you, people need a, Kevin needs a song that people are going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Street Fighting Man, they'll be like, ah, it's just another wrestler coming in the ring. So. Oh, whatever. Well, <laughs> um. Uh, I'm gonna vote Never Let Down as well, even though even though I think regardless of who won, it's gonna lose to Ecstasy of Gold. Uh, it works in a bad guy sense because it comes across as so over the top, like it should be over the top good guy, but it's so ridiculous and stupid. That it's like, wait a minute, this this feels patronizing as fuck. Fuck this guy. And plus, hey, it's Andrew WK. You know, as as Dave has clearly demonstrated, he ain't for everybody. So I mean, I mean, so Andrew WK and the Rolling Stones are could not be on complete opposite ends of the rock and roll spectrum. <laughs> it's not it's not a greatest songs tournament. It's just best. Best intro songs tournament. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, has it dawned on you that these guys you're going to be wrestling against? You talk about the psychology of some of these songs that it might not work on these guys because they're not half as intelligent as you are. <laughs> I'm giving that a I'm I'm giving that a strong consideration. But at the very <laughs> least, we we've had we've had some good laughs and some good fun and. Yeah, we, we've you've got to channel your inner Matt Pinfield over all of this. So I'd say it's a well worth it. Amen. Hey, Amen. And plus. Plus, yeah. plus, Ralph Ralph found the new uh, intro music over this. He did, I did. So it's fantastic. And until and, until such time as we get bored with it, or we get to like ten thousand downloads, and they start coming after after us for uh, money. At which point we'll just go with Iron Eagle, which is exactly exactly is that right. 
So, right. so you know what? You got to write that song anyway, because even if it loses, we've got the new theme song. That's right. <laughs> and I guess on that note, we're wrapped up. And the next time we talk, gentlemen, we'll get to actually discuss a Saints game. Holy shit. So that'll be exciting. Um, but before we go, of course, now here is my lovely wife. Araceli Montsevice Marlboro to rant about the Saints cutting the Mexican kicker. You take care of your white children. We do everything. Who's going to bust them dirty tables at the restaurants? And I don't care if it's Texas or Missouri. Thank you, Kevin Harold. I know where you're at. There's Mexicans up there. You people cut. You people cut the only hard-working Saint. Well... He's not a saint anymore. He's going somewhere else. He'll probably fucking end up in San Diego. Chargers? Really? Well, he might fit a little bit better down there. We'll dig ditches. We'll do anything. Esos pendejos. Malditos pendejos. ¿No entienden lo que hicieron? ¿Ya se fue? ¿Ya no está aquí? Bueno, está bien. Porque ustedes van a perder. Perder! You had a hard-working Mexican on your side, but he's gone now. Guess what? The Republicans won our vote, but I guess the Saints didn't. Good night! Uh, thanks for joining us. For Andrew, for Dave, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Uh, so long. Until next week. Long live Jesus Maltos.